fighting UFC 272. We just talking episode four. Isaiah, man, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. It was uh, it was nice yesterday to actually enjoy some of this weather. It was a little windy. I ain't gonna lie. It, it always it always fascinates me living in the state of Oklahoma with our weather. It and you know it always keeps us on our toes just as residents of the damn state. But Lord have mercy. By the time I left your house last night and it was forty five degrees and I walked out in shorts, I was freezing, bro. I was. <laughs> My God, but it was definitely fun to get back out there with some of the guys and, you know, take some take some cuts and see how wind dated some some home <laughs> runs that were hit yesterday, for sure. What about you? Man, I'm good. Uh, just just trying to recover. I was up a lot later than I wanted to. I was up to like three. I uh, couldn't get over the hype of not really even the hype, just looking on, on Twitter and uh, looking at all the the upset people last night after the main event, but um, it yesterday was was dope, man. I, I enjoy getting out and hitting, even if it is windy, man. Just getting out there and hitting before league starts and all that yeah. goodness. Any tournament start, I enjoyed that just to get our legs back under us. Obviously, yeah. uh, get out and and get some some easy cuts before we start the season. So uh, that's always good. But uh, speaking of UFC 272. Obviously, I know you watched the entire card, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where you want to start? Because I mean, we had we had a bunch of of uh, there were some pre early prelims. I think you missed the first two, yes. and then you got over here around the Tim Elliott uh, to Gear fight. Uh, yes, right, like yeah. Um. So you told me that the first two went to decision. Was there anything that you? caught in those fights that were impressive or looked somewhat good for me, the person um, in those first two W's. Cause I, I sadly, I missed it. I was showering and then heading over to your place. So it, that, that 20 minutes <laughs> made me miss the first two fights. Basically there, there, I mean, nothing really like the, the Ludwig uh, Klein fight. He, I mean, he pretty much dominated. They gave him a split decision, but I felt like he dominated uh, from majority of the fight, but yeah, the first the first two fights, they weren't anything to write home about. Uh, that was one thing I was gonna say about the card, the entire card as a whole. Uh, it was a solid card. I ain't gonna say it was a good card. Uh, it wasn't a terrible, terrible card, but it did have its moments. Uh, but early on, it was just kind of like, meh. The fight night the week before was better, but I mean, yeah, it is. There was to a lot be more knockouts. Yeah, yeah. The fight night uh, last week, a lot more exciting. Uh, um, standing action. This, I think, this card as a whole, because you had a lot of members of Khabib's camp fighting on it. You saw a lot more wrestling, a lot more ground and pound type stuff. But the first fight that I watched, the Tim Elliott Tagir Ulan Bekov fight, um, Tim Elliott's a fucking cheater. Uh, <laughs> just based, just based on the fight, and I, I don't know, like I. Because Joe Rogan was speaking on it a lot as the fight was going on. He has a very awkward fighting style. He has very awkward fighting stances. So he was throwing off to gear a whole lot within the fight. And he was definitely the aggressor. But to gear looked like he had good counter shots throughout the fight. And that he really had opportunities to, you know, hurt Tim Elliott. But whenever you're grabbing the guy's gloves and pulling them into you so you can get a hit or, you know, you're you're throwing illegal knees to the face whenever he's 
barely considered um, an upright opponent. He's basically still down. He has that knee was an inch off the ground whenever he threw that second one. The first one looked completely illegal. I don't know who that ref was that was there last night, but he missed a lot of shit in all the fights that he ref. But overall, I can see why he won. Even though I felt like he should have lost, he should have lost at least a point. That ref didn't catch any of that stuff, and he didn't go and confirm like what Herb or Mark Goddard does. You know things that you know an opponent could be arguing with, saying, "Hey, he's grabbing the inside of my gloves," or "Come on, man, he threw a knee," or "Hey, he's grabbing my shorts." That ref didn't listen to one single thing that Tagir said because he was vocal throughout that fight of what was happening. So. I'm a little disappointed on the athletic commission by hiring that guy and him being a shitty ref. Yeah, the ref was definitely 100% shitty, but the gears problem was he started slow. Tim Elliott Mm -hmm. is a, he's one of those wily veterans that's been around forever. He fought Demetrius Johnson years ago. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it seems like an eternity ago. And I mean, he, he, he was, he fought him well, but I mean, New era, he's still holding on. He's like Andre Arlovsky of the flyweight division, which is nuts. Um, that bro, the the ref, the thing with the ref too is 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 he did he did early on in the fight say watch your fingers, and he said you engage with your hands up, and and Tim Elliott was like no I didn't no I didn't, and he was like no you definitely did so stop. But I mean Tim Elliott, like you said, he pushed the pace. He he fought awkward. He did land some good shots. He took down to gear a lot and that was one like i told you immediately i was like bro i guarantee you yeah i guarantee you motherfuckers that are going to start fighting islam and some of these other guys uh from from aka they're gonna just start shooting and say Mm -hmm. fuck it why not because uh like like you see with islam fights and then before him khabib fights people were waiting on the shot Mm -hmm. fuck that bro you shoot and and, i mean it, it makes it makes a lot of sense because um, never, I mean, I wrestled when I was in like first and second grade, but like not, not a, a high level wrestler, but I do know that one place that wrestlers have always hated to be is on their back. No, no, like not very many wrestlers like to be on their back because it's a very awkward position for them. Now, if they're on their knees or anything like that, they're fine because that's a position in wrestling, uh, in American wrestling. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's kind of different, but yeah, you put him on their back, and it's a whole different ball game. And Tim Elliott kind of showed that, like he was, yeah, he was grabbing gloves and he was doing all that stuff. Um, but I mean, again, if you ain't being warned and told not to, fuck it. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's shitty. It's real shitty. But yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's definitely something that can happen. Yeah, uh, but that that I was just kind of disappointed because I feel like. You know, midway through the second round and going into the third round, I felt like Tagir definitely showed us that he was a part of Khabib's camp. You know, he took him down. You know, he was trying to grapple with him. He was trying to do some ground and pound stuff. He was throwing pretty crisp strikes whenever he had a chance to. But I think a thing that threw him off a lot was Tim Elliott's fighting style. You know, basically slapping Tagir's hands away and throwing awkward front kicks, you know, standing straight up, not really fighting out of a southpaw or an orthodox stance. He's just square with his opponent and throwing him off. He had great head movement. I mean, 
I'll say that for sure. He he looked like he was one of the best boxers that I've seen in a while just with his head movement. But at the end of the day, yeah, Tagir didn't do enough. Yeah, he, st- he started his pressure late, real yeah. late. First round was very slow. Like I said, at least a point should have been taken away and nothing happened. That's the only thing that's disappointing. But Khabib's cousin came out and made light work of Mr. Keller. Yeah. Umar, Umar, that that was the first time I've actually, or second time, sorry, second time I've watched him fight, and mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm really impressed with him. And they, Joe Rogan said something, I caught it uh, on the the commentary. And for people that say, oh, you listen to the commentators, yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan, <laughs> like hard. I love Joe Rogan, but um, <clears throat> he said something. He said Khabib told him if Umar gets his boxing level on par with his his kicks he'll be like relentless because then he really can fight you standing up and on like he he's a ensemble world champion so mm-hmm. he can wrestle obviously we've seen that he took him down and choked him the fuck out so mm-hmm. it, it imagine a khabib who could kick your head off and punch your chin off yeah. and then also take you down islam is a good stand up fighter but islam yeah. is not like his kicks he, I, I always talk about my favorite uh, question mark kick being Izzy's. Nah, Umar's question mark kick is my favorite now, and it's because it's so quick. Izzy's, it has a pause in it where it's like pop, pop. Yeah. Umar's is just like pop that fast, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's body kick. Nope, right to the head. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he impressed the hell out of me. Uh oh, you still there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just got a phone call and cut the audio. Oh, no, you're good. You are good, but yeah, I mean, and it, and it, what you got what you think about Umar? Man, he looked really impressive. Impressive. I think that and he's undefeated. He hasn't lost, so he's kind of on that same uh Khabib route, you know, are they going to give him a higher level of competition and things of that nature? Hopefully, yeah. Shit. I mean, I, I mean, and he did. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, like what we see Khabib do. Yeah, he's uh, the crazy thing is, is he's a bantamweight too. That and we've talked about it for years how that division is is deep, and that goes to show you an unranked because they fought at featherweight. But he's the reason they fought at featherweight is because Keller. Uh, didn't make weight because he was a late replacement. <clears throat> so yeah. it was a featherweight fight. But he said he's going to fight at Bantamweight. And you think about it, he's not even ranked. And you think about people who are lower in rank, you have like right. Dominic Cruz, who I'm not trying to say Dominic Cruz is a, is a championship level fighter. Like We watched him get a, abused by Henry Cejudo. So I don't think he'll ever win a title again. But uh, Umar is a lower, lower rank. Dominic Cruz is a lower rank. He's still always a hard fight. You have Sean O'Malley. You have uh, Pedro Munoz, who's moved down in the rankings a little bit. There's yeah. some fucking dogs. Cheeto Vera, Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's some fucking dogs. And that's, I mean, that's what I was telling you. And then I know I was telling KG, um, like, my my thing with, like, uh, Sean O'Malley, if they're not going to give him somebody who is fighting in the top 10 or, like, a Pedro uh, Munoz or somebody like that, uh, give him a Umar. He's a he's a unranked fighter, yeah. but everyone knows who he is. Don't just pull up 
somebody like a Chris Mutino who still hasn't fought since, and I think yeah. is fighting on the next pay per view, but he's like he's a prelim. Yeah, like fight. Give me somebody who will at least be on either a prelim or someone who could be continued, like someone who could fight on a main event or not a main event, but a, the pay per view or like the last three or four fights on a fight night card, like Sean O'Malley would. Exactly, which it would I, be at Umar. I think Umar too. He maybe if he fights a bigger name, then he'll crack it definitely because that was only his third fight in the UFC. Yes, he's undefeated, but do you you know it's undefeated is undefeated, but undefeated in the UFC is different from other fighter organizations. So they definitely want to give him like probably one or two more before they put him with the top tier in that division. I think. Yeah. And it's crazy too because he looks a lot shorter than he is, but he's fucking five eight. Five eight for a bantamweight is solid. Like obviously Sean yeah. O'Malley is like five ten, six foot, so yeah. he looks very. He looks a lot taller, but I mean five eight in the bantamweight is, is decent size too. Yeah, uh, pause. And but, he's so young. He's so young. Yeah, he's undefeated. Yeah. He's twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. Cra- I mean that that's good, and that that's a a good thing for that division too, is because again you have Piotr Jan who's. I almost said the champion. The should be champion, and he's only twenty eight. Yeah. And then you have Corey Sanhagen, who's like twenty eight, twenty nine. Then you have Sean O'Malley, who's yeah. twenty seven. Then you have Umar, who's yeah. It's it's a good division because it's not just ran by older people. But yeah, and yeah, after definitely. that we yeah, and after that fight we had was that yeah you what no that wasn't who was that yeah the Martin, battle the was battle that, of. Yeah, Marina Moraz and Mariah. Oh yeah, so that was Agapova. that was yeah, that was Ukraine versus almost <laughs> essentially Russia. Basically Russia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she came out and we, I mean, we said it when we were watching her like, "Come on, like you fighting for your country." Not even trying to make jokes yeah. about it, but you fighting for your country, girl. Get out here and show us what you got. And I mean, she did and... the first and second round looked the same. She got the mm-hmm. choke in. Night night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, arm triangle, man. I mean, it hurt control time i just looked it up just so i can have it as reference six minutes and 43 seconds to 40 seconds she was two for five on her takedowns you know the other girl for the most part looked like she threw more strikes but the ukrainian came through was had the ground control and that's all that mattered because she got the sub i mean i just it was a lot of emotions behind that fight, so I definitely think that uh, with the way that everything's been shaping up in the world around us, it the whole 8,000 people that were in the crowd at the time that she fought, no, probably less, they were all <laughs> cheering for her. They were all cheering for her. So it was, you know, it was a good fight. She definitely had, you know, a lot more calmness about her. I felt like the other girl was a little more wild in her striking. Uh, Mariah was, but you know, not a bad fight. Got her in, slapped on the arm triangle, got the job done. Hell yeah! And it was it was dope. And then after that, I won't lie to you. This is where I started kind of getting in and out uh, from like getting antsy. I was like, man, hurry up and get to the fucking pay per view because like <laughs> I felt like it drug on. And I'm not like so. I've I've watched Kennedy uh, Zinchekwu fight before. And Nicole uh, Negamorano, yeah. he wasn't a he wasn't a bad fighter. I just think the reason Kennedy lost that fight is because he got 
point deduction because he kept poking him in the eye. But yeah. in that third that third round, Kennedy went to work. Like after yeah. that, after he got that point taken, he went to work. But his last fight, I want to say, was in the New York, the Madison Square Garden fight too. It was a prelim fight, and he got a he poked a dude in the eye a couple times too. So, like yeah. my thing with Kennedy is he's a great striker. He's a strong guy. He's a huge light heavyweight. Yeah. But bro, stop poking people in the fucking eye. What are you, John Jones Jr.? Yeah. Put your what? fucking hands down and just bang with these dudes. Pause. Yeah. Well, or keep your fingers straight up. Why are you pushing away? Yeah. It, it, it's And you can see it a lot in, in fights when people do get poked in the eye. A lot of the time, the reason they're getting poked in the eye is because their hands are straight up like they're mm-hmm. supposed to. But when somebody rushes them, they're stepping back and yeah. they're trying to protect themselves and they put their hands out and they just boom right in the eye. Yeah. So it, it sucks. But, I mean, it's – it. I to be honest – they they I've continued to hear here. There's a, a a God I forgot dude's name. The trainer for the dude that uh, striking coach I believe for like Justin Gaethje and Thug Rose and uh, Kamaru. He has mm-hmm. some gloves that are supposed to be to help against that, but mm-hmm. the UFC hasn't really looked at it or, or thought about it because is I mean if you run it by numbers, the amount of eye pokes in a fight. I think there was like two or three last night. Mm-hmm. So two or three in a, a 12, 13 fight card, that's not terrible. No, so I think that they're, yeah, I think they're just like, man, until somebody's eyeball loses their eye uh, from getting poked out, we're not really worried about that shit. Yeah, I feel you on that. I mean, definitely Kennedy just, man, I think, and maybe, maybe I'm, I don't think I'm biased whenever I say this, but I think maybe it is a draw. Even with the eye pokes, with the point deduction, it's a draw. I don't think that Nicola did a lot. He he had a different pace in the first round. But other than the first round, I felt like Kennedy pretty much was winning that fight. I mean, with the eye pokes even happening, that's why I think draw. I don't think that it's a split decision and Kennedy loses that fight. But you have to work on that. You have to work on those eye pokes, and I think more often than not, he gets he he gets in trouble with those because he is such a big light heavyweight. He's six five. Nikola is six foot. That's a five inch difference, and the reach <laughs> advantage is astounding. You got to think Kennedy's got some long ass arms, so he's probably pointing them, you know, out out and up. You know, he's not intentionally doing that, but whenever you're in a phone booth trying to lay hands with the dude and then he's starting to rush you and you're backing up. He, his level is lower than yours and you're just sticking your hand out. So you get the, you get those eye pokes a lot from him. Essentially what he needs to do is kind of do what I wouldn't say necessarily who does that really well. Head movement. I mean, that's your best bet. Move yeah. Your fucking head. I mean, yeah. work Keep on your head boxing. Yeah, keep your head off the fucking center line. Yeah. And if somebody, I mean, the thing about it with him, it, it is a natural reaction to put your hands up like that when somebody rushes you. But at the same time, because I mean, that's what boxers do. But again, their whole hand is covered with the glove. Exactly. They just kind of punch it away. Mm-hmm. That's something he could do. Or, I mean, just get out of there. Like you said, either head movement or completely get out of there. Yeah. Get out of that situation. Reset. Go to work. And And they, I mean, the reason that I have no issue with Kennedy losing is because in the first couple rounds, he would start off and he would uh, he would throw them hands right, and then Nicole would 
let like drive like drive him against the fence and then hold him there. And Kennedy would just accept it for long periods of time. So it's just like, bro, like we're we know you can get off. And then in the third round, we watched him just sun him and just yeah. uh, get the underhooks whenever he would get drove against the fence, shrug him off, get right back to work, and then pop, 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 pop. And it's it's bro, if you do that shit in the first two rounds, this fight's not even competitive. Even if you exactly. lose a, a point, it's probably 29-27 you instead of 30-26 or something like that. But, yep. man, he, he's, again, we'll, he'll probably fight in another three, four months, and we'll probably talk about the exact same thing. Like, this motherfucker just pokes motherfuckers in the eye. He's so lackadaisical. He could he has the potential to be a huge star in the light heavyweight division who is drowning for stars right now. And he's just content being in a fucking prelim, so. Yeah, he's got to clean that up, man. I, I mean, in that in that division, the light heavyweight division, man. I know right now Glover's the champ, but I just talked to Glover, man, about some head movement, something. <laughs> Try to gain some knowledge from an older fighter, or have your have your coaches work on that with you, man, because you you lost that fight, a hundred percent because of that. A whole ass point. Made it just made it a split decision, so I hope he I hope he comes back and really goes to the drawing board and works uh, some stuff out for sure because he has a lot of potential, especially with his size, a lot of potential. Yeah, and then after that, obviously we had the Mariana Rodriguez, Jan Zionen, Zionen. Yeah, uh, to pretty it is essentially to see who is the number one contender for the. Uh, for Thug Rose, because Zhang Weili uh, was going to fight Joanna. Uh, yeah, no, Joanna. Uh, yeah, whatever. Fuck, I can't say her last name. I ain't even going to try it. <clears throat> Anyways. Already beat up. Yeah. And Joanna, yeah, remember, she's not even ranked because she hasn't fought since then anyways. So she's not even ranked. And so these this was, uh, I believe, the third and the fourth ranked uh, fighters. And yes. It was it was a split decision that could have went either way. It was hard for me to pick uh, who I I just knew. I told you uh, whenever they came in, they were going to give it to Rodriguez. It's just hard because the fight was so. No one seized just definite control, and when yeah. no one seizes definite control, that's what happens. Is it's you're just pulling names out of a hat at that point. Uh, yeah. They both had small moments, but just like yeah. stat wise, like. Rodriguez for total strikes, she outstruck her by 13. Uh, sig- uh, significant strikes, she outstruck her by 16. Uh, mm-hmm. She hit her in the head more, she hit her in the body more, and then uh, she got her legs kicked more. And then control was, uh, I mean, it was split. Uh, Rodriguez had 41, and then Jan had a minute 33, and then Jan did have two uh, takedowns. But again, it's like, like I had to go back to see when those takedowns happened. Were they both in the same round that got her one of the rounds? Mm-hmm. What happened? And then yeah, it's it, like I said, it's just hard to to say who won the damn fight because there were no like huge huge moments. That's yeah. Let me speak my sexistness, which I'm not sexist at all. Let me speak this into existence. This is a reason that I don't really watch women's strawweight fights very often mm-hmm. unless it's like a thug rose or a zhang wei lee or someone that i know is going to bang because this is what you see a lot from the the smallest women fighters where they don't have power they don't they like they could beat the shit out of each other and nothing's going to yeah. happen yeah. and they don't i mean they don't really they're not they don't wrestle well 
They don't, it, you know what I mean? It's just like a, I don't know. They just, there's maybe the weight class is just so good that there's not that much separation until you get to the very top or I shit. I don't know. But to me, um, I think, uh, I think Jan won, the, won the fight. I don't understand how it was a split decision because yes, um, Rodriguez outstruck her, but she also threw 207 total strikes versus Jan's 143. Jan was way more efficient. They're not looking at efficiency though. They're yeah. looking at they're looking at who who they're looking at who hit who more. You could yeah. throw 500 punches and connect 60, and if I throw 100 and connect 50, they're still going to be like, "Well, shit, he hit him 60 times." Yeah, which to me is not – I mean, I don't know. Because we can watch fights and we can kind of judge them how they are. But to me, that just means I don't think you give somebody the – I don't think you give somebody a round based off of them being more erratic. Because that's what it is. If you're th- trying to throw more strikes, you're just being erratic. You're not, mm. you're not connecting. You know, you're just – you're just trying to push a pace that's non-existent or you're missing because that fighter is really good with head movement and dodging your punches. Now, I just, I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily yeah. agree with the fact that she lost based on split decision. I just, again, I just don't know who, like, again, I, there, she, she outstruck her and Jan just took her down twice. And yeah, I again, I didn't see more from Jan. Like I didn't see more from either one of them. So yeah. to me, it's it's just like I I honestly at the end of the fight I didn't give a shit who they gave it to, yeah. not because I'm a sexist, but it's just because I didn't know who won the fight because I was like y'all didn't neither one of y'all did enough for me to just be like oh yeah you just you you Hands just down. yeah you won the fight by any means necessary. And Dana has always said the same shit. If you keep a fight close. Don't be mad at what the judges say because they I mean you had you had three rounds, three or five rounds to come out and fight and yeah. like just put your dominance on it and you didn't. So that's why I was like I I had no idea. I like whenever I was watching it and I honestly was not that into the fight because again, neither one of them separated. Uh there was an early groin shot, we'll call it, uh from Rodriguez to yawn and then yawn came out and then she started throwing them things but again there was no it was just back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth yawn would yeah. throw some things and then rodriguez would come back and throw some things and then back and forth oh i'm gonna get taken down a couple times okay now i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna start throwing things with you boom 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 and then the third round it was just like back and forth back and forth so yeah. split this like if they would have called it a draw i'd have been like okay of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's just like man I understand that. Jalen Turner, man, make uh turning some heads of the lightweight division with the TKO on Mr. Malarkey. Oh god. Which was there was no Malarkey in that fight. That boy was active and was so calm with the striking, man. I think I'm not it's it sucks that Joe Rogan is probably the best commentator in UFC history. <laughs> and we have to agree with him a lot, but he's right. He interviewed Turner after the fight and said, you know, you were just so calm with your striking and things of that nature. And he was just like, I don't want to rush anything. I want to be efficient. And that's exactly what he was. 
I mean, he was 50%. He was 53 of 112 total strikes, 52 of 111 on his significant strikes, 34 of 86 at the head, 17 of 23 from the body, and one of two of the legs. I think his biggest problem is his height at the lightweight division. If he actually faces somebody that comes in there with a decent game plan and takes his legs away from him. And he's fast. He's extremely fast, especially on the ground. In that division, in the lightweight division, though, you got a lot of dudes that know how to wrestle. So <laughs> definitely his power is not like unheard of or we've never seen it before in that division, but it's extremely impressive, especially with his hand speed and his height. So I think going forward, he could be a name that gets up there, but he has to work on some things, especially um, – if somebody ever tries to take him down. Yeah, that's that's a, a, a great point. We have to see how he'll fight on the ground because he's, I mean, it might, we see what happens whenever people just come out and like, man, well, I'm a, let's stand up. Let's turn this into a to a, a standing up fight. Okay, yeah, go to sleep, boss. Yeah, everybody that's tried to stand with him, it don't happen. And, yeah. you know, Malarkey is a good fighter. He's a pretty powerful guy himself. So it was definitely impressive seeing that. Going forward, like I said, he's definitely a name to watch for, especially this next year. You know, if he stays active, maybe has a fight in the summer and maybe another fight in the winter. Maybe that winter fight, if he wins the su- uh, a summer fight, maybe it's a bigger name. And we actually can see how well he does against the higher levels of competition. Malarkey's a good fighter, so. But definitely was impressed with his quickness, um, his wrestling ability. And them hands, man, he was throwing them lefts, bro, when Malarkey got on the ground. Them lefts, you remember those Wow lefts whenever she was throwing them at Mike? <laughs> Just cock it back or those Forrest Gump right hands. You know, 90-degree <laughs> angle on the, on the, on the wind-up. It was – Those dudes – it was, it was a really good fight, too, and it was a great way to prep for the pay-per-view because after yeah. – I think after the emotion of watching – I gotta say the emotion, but like after the excitement of watching Umar fight and then uh, Marna Moraz yeah. from Ukraine uh, choke out the uh, the other chick, it was kind of flat the next two fights. So and that's why I said like I was kind of like, eh, let's get this shit out of the way. And yeah. this was a good way to be like, okay, time to start the pay per view. And then obviously everyone kind of knew, everyone knew Spivak, Greg Hardy, and yeah. the crazy thing is. Is my dumbass last week said, man, I just feel like Greg Hardy could, which he probably could have, but I, I, I mean, if you didn't watch the fight, please go watch the fight. Uh, it's time to give up on the Greg Hardy experiment. It's it's over with. Like, in, yeah. unless unless Dana is just like, no, let's keep him in here so he can keep getting his ass whooped for putting hands on women the way he did. He deserves every bit of this ass whooping that he's gonna get. Yeah. Uh, but Spivak treated him like a a, a little brother, like legit. Yeah. Ragdoll, get your ass over here, buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, now go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And just had his way with him. There was no points in that fight that I thought Greg Hardy was Greg Hardy showed anything at all. Yeah, you walked to the ring with Rashad Evans. So you just got treated. I I hesitate to say that he got treated worse than the main event. The difference is the main event went the distance. Yeah. Had Spivak done that to Greg Hardy for the entirety of the fight, that nothing was going to change from that. It would have gotten worse because 
Hardy would have gassed. Yeah. 100%. I think what makes it worse, too, is if you go and I know statistically it's not, you can't base a fight off of it. But this is what's telling. Sp- Spivak didn't throw any body or leg strikes. He was 17 of 13 total and 14 of 27 straight to the head. That's all he was aiming for. He was like, <laughs> I ain't hitting nothing else. And then with, with his with his grappling, too, he was three for four on his takedowns. Yeah, Hardy did a good job of trying to get back up. Get your little ass back over here. Bro. But you are a former defensive end in the NFL. Yes, that doesn't have any significance on you know your wrestling ability. But just having to fight off offensive linemen, you know, to basically sack your way into a Pro Bowl one year, and you're not even showing any kind of effort to get this dude off of you? It was just embarrassing. I mean, and I know that we're not fighters ourselves, but for somebody that has came out and lost in terrible fashion his last two fights... What drawing board do you go back to? What do you think you need to work on? Fighting Obviously, on fight nights. That's yeah. I mean, it, that's about it. And it, I think it's sad that he's had two pay per views in a row. Why is he on the pay per view card? Because his name is Greg Hardy. Yep. It's sad because somebody that actually knows how to fight is going in there and whooping his ass. Tai Tuivasa absolutely treated this to. And you know, it's funny one of Tai Tuivasa's losses. Earlier in his career was against Sergey Spivak. Yeah, the the crazy the difference between it though is is at least the Greg Hardy tied to Ivasa fight was back and forth. Like Greg Hardy had tied to Ivasa hurt, and then yeah. when he went in, he got slipped. So mm-hmm. that's understandable. He got treated like bad. Like get your motherfucking ass over here and sit down, and and I don't want to hear your voice no more. Treated. Yeah. Like, just stop running, y'all kids. Stop running in and out of my house. Yeah, that's how he got treated, damn it. It's, yeah. You stay your ass inside to stay your ass outside. And he sat his ass down in that corner and didn't do shit. To me, yeah. to me, I, I understand it. Like he couldn't get him off because as someone who did play, like, yeah, he's a he was a, a, a all pro <clears throat> NFL defensive lineman at one point. But I'm sure Spivak has probably wrestled his entire life. And yeah. the gap of grappling in that is so big that that's why he couldn't get up. And he, I mean, he got, he did a good job of getting to his feet a couple times, but Spivak's technique was so good. Yep. He just took him right back down and said, Hey, little buddy, don't worry. It's going to be a short night for you. Okay. Yep. All right. Do you have plans? Okay. Well, I'm going to get you to your plans a lot faster tonight. Here, yep. just, just, you can't get up. Just take these and I'm, and, and we going home. Yep. Oh, oh, you're going to try to get up. Now, guess what? You're mounted. Guess yep. what? Good night, I'm, buddy. I'm <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, what, what you, I mean, from your from your point of view, what do you think happens next with Greg Hardy? Is it a wrap? He, does he get cut? Does he go to Bellator? Does he just start boxing, uh, fighting on Jake Paul uh, undercards? What, what's next with Greg Hardy? Um, I think that if he really wants to be about this MMA stuff, he needs to listen to Rashad. Rashad was in his corner. I don't know how long they've worked together, but I'll say that he definitely has to work on his wrestling and his patience. You know, like, you're allowing people to take you down. You're a heavyweight. Like, 
You're a powerful guy, just like these other dudes are powerful guys. Why are you not hand fighting? Why are you, like, I was frustrated watching it. I was like, he's not even hand fighting with him. He's letting him take him to the ground. Like, he's just allowing these things to happen. Like, is it your gas tank? Like, do you need to work on more cardio? You look as gelatinous and fucking slow moving as Derek Lewis whenever Derek Lewis goes to the ground at times. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on now. Derek Lewis, you know Derek Lewis smokes weed and fucking eats Cheetos on the weekends. Like, you Popeye's were in, chicken, baby. Yeah, like you were an NFL defensive end at one point. And I know it's different now, obviously, but the fact remains the same. Your athletic ability alone. It's not going to outweigh these other people's technique, but that will help you in a fight being as big of an athlete as you were. And you are not using it to your advantage at all. You're not using any kind of movement. Like, that's why it's frustrating. But it's also, we get to see somebody that was abusing women get abused (laughs) himself. So it's also a good thing to see. So going forward, I don't know what's good for Greg Hardy. You. I, I agree. Uh, he'll probably again. He'll. And I just brought the last one out because I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Him fighting on a Jake Paul undercard, which is fine. Hey, ha- make your money, whatever. But um, I think the biggest issue that that he has is a lot of, and this is this this is going to be controversial, but it's a lot of the problem with casual MMA fans. They watch a fight and they are they're attached to a fighter, right? They want to see they want to see blood. So if you get wrestled. They're just like, man, won't you stand up with him? Won't you stand up with him? Why? It's a, I, I, is, and what I'm doing, is that illegal or is it legal? It's legal. Okay. Shut the fuck up. So it's, it's like they want people to just stand up with him. And it's like, why? Why, why? Like, I remember watching the, the Connor and Khabib fight and people were like, man, the only reason Khabib won is because he kept taking Connor down. You did. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's he do. Point. Yeah, that's the fucking point. So I think that's a lot of what's wrong with Greg Hardy is Greg Hardy wants somebody to stand and bang with him. They ain't gonna stand and bang with that motherfucker like Taito Ivasa yeah. did. Yeah. But those are those it's gonna be few and far between. Like to be honest, what I hope happens, I hope they schedule it because they hate each other, and this guy's also on a losing streak to to give him one more fight. I don't care if it's a fight night. Or main card fight. I don't. I honestly don't care. Give him Derek Lewis, and Ooh. loser leaves town. And I, I'm I'm rocking with Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis is a more polished fighter than Greg oh. Hardy. And that's I mean, and he's not even that polished. But I know he's a more polished. He's a a more uh, well rounded striker. He knows when to throw punches, uh, how to get out of range, and. Mm-hmm grappling goes to Derek Lewis. It ain't saying much, but Derek Lewis would beat the shit out of Gray Hardy. So, yep. yeah. I mean. I I just hope, yeah. I, it's just, I don't think it's frustrating, but I'm just like, I get he beat some, somebody on the contender series, you know, way back when, but he's that, what is he really working on? Nothing. He's the exact same fighter. That's the. That's what I'm saying. He's the only reason that Greg Hardy is on the fucking pay per view card cards when he fights is because his name is Greg Hardy. It's the same thing when CM Punk came over. The only reason CM Punk was on the the pay per view is because they know people want to watch it and nobody like 
let's make our money. Let's get the, the crowd into it. We're going to open the card with this because everybody wants to see it because he's a big name. They know social media is going to blow up. He's going to trend for better or for worse, whatever the case may be. And people are locked in on the pay-per-view. So it's smart business decision. But he ain't, I mean... What, what is he? You know what I'm saying? What has he done to to deserve to fight there? That's, you have people fighting on undercard, Umar, and other names that are are solid fighters that are yeah. fighting on the undercard, and he's fighting on the main card. That's frustrating, but I understand it from a business standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with you from that. I just ugh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And after that, we had we had Kevin Holland, and it's it was a a ref, breath. Like it was refreshing to see that he put to get he put away his loudmouth persona and he went back to Trailblazer. He was all yeah. business. He came out and actually lost the first round. Said yeah. nothing. Went to his corner. They talked to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Went out there and got the yeah. fucking job yes. done sir. against a really good fighter. Yeah, I'm gonna apologize for all of our listeners. Um, I have to do better. But during this fight, my dumb ass was extremely tired and I was in and out of the fight until you said, oh, and it woke me up to see the end of the fight because I was in and out for the entire first round. I was fighting sleep. I don't know what the hell was going on for with me. My eyes were getting lazy. So I'll let you talk everything that you need to talk. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was, I was that completely. Yeah, that Chipotle put me down, bro. It just it, <laughs> gave me the itis. Yeah, it gave me that. All right, this is a nap time. This is an <laughs> afternoon nap, but it was nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't want to say you didn't miss a lot. It was a, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was a good back and forth early. Um, Alex Oliveira, cowboy. Uh, he's he took his back right at the at the end of the first round. Uh, he did nothing. And then Kevin, like I said, Kevin Holland, he put thumbs up, went to his corner, uh, made the adjustments, listened, came out, did the adjustments, knocked him out. Uh, afterwards, you got to see his personality, uh, which is that's that's the way he should have done it the entire time. Come out, win a fight, and then show your personality, then yeah. talk, do whatever, yeah. because he's very he has a cool, like energetic personality. So that's cool. And I think he has the potential to be a good like a, a star. And I do think that he will be a problem at the welterweight division. He's tall. He can grapple as long as he's not fighting these bigger guys. Mm-hmm. And because he, I mean, he made the weight easy. Like he, it wasn't like he killed himself to get down. He looked the exact same. He's, he's not like a huge individual. He just said, all I had to do was stop eating like cookies and chips and shit. Cause I like enjoyed eating like trash. And then that's why I fought at, at middleweight. Now I'm, I'm a actual pro athlete. And now I'm fighting at welterweight. So, but I mean, not not a lot to talk about. I, I'm excited to see the next Kevin Holland fight. I think he was ranked number 14 in the welterweight division. So like, what's next for him? Um, yeah, I'm curious. But then we get we get Edson Barbosa getting dominated by Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell. And and before before we discuss the fight, uh, so after the fight, he did say he was going to donate 45 thousand or half of his purse to uh, to a, a charity in Arkansas. Yes. And this is why. I tell people to lay off of Dana White. Dana White immediately went to the back to talk to him and said, do not pay your money. Keep your money. I will pay the $45,000 to that charity. And that's why I'm like, yo, this is why like people are like, oh, well, Dana's 
bro, he didn't have to do that. He could have just been like, bro, fucking fuck you. Yeah, if you want to do it, do it. I am. Yeah, that's your money. I don't give yeah. a fuck. But he he helped him out. But I definitely because you know you said you stayed up till three in the morning, just kind of looking over stuff and just kind of getting t- caught in the Twitter sphere of everything. So I think that is a huge benefit um, of Dana White to do that because I think he's starting to see. I can really push this kid forward, especially in the featherweight division. Yeah, the featherweight division is pretty stacked up. Yeah, I would say a little little top-heavy, but still pretty good yeah. to the point to where, like, hey, Bryce Mitchell might be a problem. Hey, a if, big we plug, problem. if we plug him more and we get – because I think he already has, like, a small – you know, not a small fan base, but like a small cult following of his fan base because of the camo shorts and the country accent. And, you know, if you're a real UFC fan, you know that like this dude is a submission specialist and he is a wrestler through and through. And he ain't, you ain't getting off the ground. It's rare for him to let you up in all three rounds. And honestly, I don't know about how you like how you felt about his striking, but his striking didn't look all that bad either. You gotta think he dropped Edson Barbosa. Yeah, he dropped him. So that's that's. I mean, that, what I will say is is that's the benefit of of being a wrestler is if you when you start threatening the the takedown aspect of the fight, they have to <laughs> they got to respect it, and if they don't respect it, they get taken down. So yeah. it, it it's I ain't gonna say it makes it a lot easier, but it does it it makes it easier for you as a mixed martial artist to get your get your strikes off. But no, he looked great. He looked a lot better, well rounded. He looked good on the ground, he looked good on his feet. He Edson Barbosa is not no easy outing for fucking anybody. It yeah. is what it is. Like people can say whatever they want to, but homies is, is is the real deal. They I mean, at this point, obviously it had been 17 months since he had fought. Uh, I think mm-hmm. after this win, depending on how fast he wants to get back in there, yeah. you give him a, a, a bigger name, a ranked guy, someone ahead of him, uh, and then that's when when you start testing it. And then if he passes that, that's when you give him a Calvin Cater, a uh, – oh, my God, I forgot homie's name. The dude that just lost to Alex uh, Volkanovsky. Oh, my God. Oh. T-City. Yeah. Yeah, give him – give him. yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of people you can give him. Fuck, you give him Max. Uh, but I think Max is getting ready to go to lightweight. But I mean, there's a there's a few Yair Rodriguez. There's a few dudes that you could give him. So uh, I, I think the sky is the limit for this kid, and I'm excited to continue watching him. He's got a good heart, and I think that's why he does have a big fan base. Is because in today's era, you do have a lot of athletes who talk and they complain. Francis Ngannou, they want their money, they want all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. He's just one of those dudes. that's like. I'm here to fight because I love this shit. I'm here to do, I love fighting and it helps me do what I want to do with my life. And he's not out here trying to fly off, have a private jet and do all this stuff. He's living a simple life. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with other fighters like Colby Covington, Cowboy Cerrone, like all these other guys. Mm-hmm. They're just like, man, I'm fighting has given me the chance to, to do something that I never thought I could do. And I'm not trying to be out here being a rapper or somebody like that. So that's why yeah. it's kind of like whatever. Like I'm not Floyd Mayweather. I don't need a I don't need a private jet for every day of the week. I don't need a private jet that can go pick up my my family in New York and bring them to California and then go pick up my friends in in fucking Maine and bring, like he none of them need that. So that, I think that's why he has a, a huge following. 
He he's probably one of those people too, bro. I don't I I doubt it, but I can definitely speculate and think that he's one of those people that don't even fly places. He'll be like, "Hey, loaded us in the truck, and we're just gonna drive <laughs> to Vegas. We're yeah. gonna have this fight. We're gonna stay in the hotel, and we'll drive back to Arkansas." Yeah. Like, the well, most telling thing in the whole fight. Oh no, go ahead, my bad. Uh, no, I was gonna say he has a farm too. Like yeah. he's a he he's like I said. That's why I said he's like a cowboy Cerrone or like a Derek Lewis where. They are very like their life is great. That's when people say fighters make next to nothing. Like you can look at some of these motherfuckers, like Derek Lewis or like like Cowboy Cerrone. Like they drive nice vehicles. They have dope ass houses and shit. Mm-hmm. They just all want to be fucking Conor McGregor, and they ain't put in what Conor put in. Like as far yeah. as what how much revenue and stuff. But but yeah, no. Bryce Mitchell is a a he's a, like he said last week. He's a country boy, and he yeah. he's just here to do his fucking job. Should do his job and go home, man. The most telling thing. There is that is that was a 15-minute fight. That was three rounds. His ground control in total was 11 minutes and 28 seconds of that fight. And he was 182, Marlon, of 209 for yeah. total strikes. Beat that mother- like, like Snoop Dogg said, this motherfucker don't miss. Yeah, he can't miss. Like yeah. that is that is extremely well, especially against a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt striker in Edison Barbosa. Edison Barbosa. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Homies, now. I mean, what's understood ain't got to be said. Yeah, I'm gonna say, homie's the truth. I, I'm like I said. I mean, I don't really have much else to say about it because mm-hmm. he's. I'm. I didn't want to see him fight again because, like I said, he's. We we see we see what he just did to a a, a known fighter who's. Balance between featherweight and lightweight and fought, they said it, some of the best. Khabib, RDA, he's fought some of the best. Mm-hmm. And besides Khabib, nobody else has treated him like that. So Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, sky's the limit. And after that, obviously, we had the Rafael Dos Anjos and uh, Renato Moicano. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking on this fight. Um, yeah, Moicano showed heart. The fight could have been stopped earlier and whatnot. Um, but it was what it was. Like I didn't expect yeah. Rafael Dos Anjos to lose after, uh, after the late replacement. So man, yeah, man, and really. and honestly, just yeah, he it didn't matter. He was working his ass <laughs> that whole fight, no doubt about it. Yeah, Moicano came on at the end, but I mean, at that point, it was it was at too the little end. too late. Yeah. Man. The the big the big controversy controversy of this fight was is they were saying stop the fight and. And then some people were saying, oh, don't stop the fight. Let him go out. He's the one that can decide. And, like, I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, But at the same time, had RDA put it on this motherfucker and he lost his vision or he lost his eye or some shit like that, then you have – because Dominic Cruz was the one tweeting the shit that I seen. And I get it. Let a fighter go out on his own shield, right? Let him decide. Let him be the one to do it. But is it really worth a a fight that you're not going to win? It's not for a title. You're you're just a late replacement. You already have people saying that your heart you won in many people's eyes because of taking that punishment. Nobody's going to fault you or your corner for stopping the fight at but, all, man. Yeah, yeah. He just and then I think it was kind of he was acting like a kid, like a kid that just got beat up on the playground when the cut man was trying <laughs> to treat him, 
and he's pushing the cut man away. And the cut man was us. Like, right, like, yeah, hey, all right, cool, cool. Go bleed then, bitch. I get paid either way, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. He needs. Yeah. I, I think definitely give him another shot. Definitely, because he yeah. showed a ton of heart in that fight. Yeah, ton I agree. Heart. I agree. But that was that was all I took from that. Fuck. <laughs> that was all I took from that fight. And then obviously we had the main event. And for anybody, for anybody, and this T, if you're listening. This is why I told you don't. Uh, hey, if you want to bet on Jorge Masvidal, have at it. But I've been saying this since this fight was announced. This fight was going to look like Colby Robbie Lawler. It looked just like Colby Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Colby has done this exact thing to everybody he fought except for Kamara Usman. And as much as people hate Colby and they don't want to admit it. Kamara and Colby are the same fighter. The only difference is, is Colby is small, is a small guy. His natural weight is like 175. Kamara's natural weight is like 210. So Kamara drops a lot to get down. So hell yes, he's more powerful in his mm-hmm. hands. But their style and everything is the exact same. Colby is just a smaller fighter. He's the only one who's pushed Kamara Usman. Anybody that expected this shit to go any different, you just hate Colby Covington. That's all it is. Yeah. 100%. 100%, man. And I think, too, the... Uh, I think the most telling thing throughout this entire fight was the fact that you see, no matter how much you hate Colby Covington, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really know a whole lot about Colby probably a year and a half, two years ago. Just knew that he talked a lot of shit and he was a hardcore Trumper. But then whenever I went back and watched all of his old fights, I rewatched the fight with him and Kamaru, the first one. I watched the fight whenever he fought Tyron Woodley. And I became a true believer of the fact like he can say whatever you can he can say whatever he wants. He's gotta back it up. And without a doubt, a hundred percent, this kid goes in there and he backs it up. Every single time he fights, the only number that he does not have of anybody that I've ever seen him fight is Kamaru Usman. That is the great white buffalo to him that he just can't catch. Everybody else, he has it figured out. And the cardio discrepancy between Masvidal and Covington was on absolute 100% full display. There's nobody. Joe Rogan said it a million times. I'll say it a million times because you see it. He is the only person that has pushed Usman, and he pushes Usman in the later rounds when Usman is starting to get tired. He's pretty much won the fight. He just has to survive against Colby. And I think the way that Masvidal looked so defeated on the ground and the third, the fourth, and the fifth round were just 100% telling of that he has no ground defense at all against a grappler. None. None. It looked, it looked terrible. Like, he was, like, it was the same thing watching Greg Hardy fight because I was vocal <laughs> on that fight and I was vocal on this one. Oh, my God. Fight his hands. Like, spin around. Get a break. Drop your drop your drop your hip level. Do something. He just was accepting it, accepting position, letting Kobe throw all the strikes. And if it stayed on the ground, honestly, if it stayed on the ground, who knows? 
But Colby don't have to do that. He's He didn't have to do that at all. He was just like, you know what? You think that you could whoop my ass. I'm about to whoop your ass the way that I want to whoop your ass. And that's yes. exactly what he did. That's that's the tall tale sign, too, is people will watch that fight and they hate Colby. And the the connection they make is, well, the same thing they said about Connor and Khabib. The difference mm-hmm. is, is let me ask you, the listeners, if you're fighting somebody and this dude is, is bigger than you and you know this dude can knock you out, why would you fight his style? If you're a wrestler who can get him on the ground, why would you stand up and fight? Your your main goal is to beat him, beat him up. I don't care how I have to do it. People were like, oh, well, Colby wasn't even hurting him. Go back and watch the fight. There were twice in, in the fourth round, Masvidal hurt Colby, and that's going to be what all Masvidal fans just hang on to. But go back and watch that fourth. Colby hurt Masvidal twice. He hurt him early with the hook, and then he also hurt him with that uppercut, and then he threw a flurry against the fence, and he almost finished him. Masvidal Mm -hmm. caught him, and then when Colby went down, Masvidal had nothing left. It looked like fucking Nate Diaz against Leon Edwards. The only difference is is Nate just pointed. Masvidal had nothing, and that's that's, that's Colby's game plan. I'm going to tire you out. Yeah. And then I'm going to come in. It's, shit. Uh, uh, somebody who loves fucking orcas and shit. That's what they do when they hunt. Killer whales. They, For the most part, they can hunt anything in the sea they want to. But yeah. bigger prey, like whales, they just tire them out. And then once yeah. they tire you out, they can do whatever they want. That's what Colby does. Yeah. And it's crazy because after this, which I knew what was going to happen, Masvidal is going to continue to run his mouth about Colby. And I've said this, people hate Colby because of the character, but they love Masvidal because of the character. Masvidal is nothing now except someone who runs his mouth, who in his last three fights has been talking cash money shit and has been dominated all three of those fights. So at this point, just go fight Nate Diaz, fight Nick Diaz, fight fucking Conor McGregor, fight those dudes, create a BMF class or whatever. And then just fight each other and, yeah. and, and win that way. But but as far as you talking about Kamara and Colby and those guys and you hate them and all this other shit, that's fine. You can run your mouth all you want. But we oh. we watched it on camera, your last three fights, you being dominated. Your 30 minutes of fame is up. Yeah, it is 100% up. And, yeah, you did come from – you know, street fighting people in Miami and your rise up into the UFC has been a noteworthy story. That's why people like you. That's why people are fans of you. But now you're getting into that realm of what have you done for me lately? Ben Askren was, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough ago to where it's like, that's all you could dwell on about you as a fighter. That's it. And the fact that they're still talking about that, it's uh, definite. What have you done for me lately? You're not that active as a fighter. No. No. You're not. Colby he's, he's... fought in November. It's early March, dude. Like, what? Yeah. Come on. And remember, people also fail to remember, Masvidal pulled out of the Leon Edwards fight because he wanted no smoke. He's, oh. He was just like, if you think about it from a businessman again, which I tend to do a lot now, mm-hmm. um, this was smart for him. Pull out of Leon Edwards because if you get beat up by Leon Edwards, everybody hates you now. 
at least if you fight Colby, you make a shit ton of money because people want to see it. Yeah. And then you get beat up, but it's just kind of like, man, he just beat me up because he was wrestling me. Leon was going to beat you up standing, and then that yeah. was it for you. You had, yeah. you had nothing left. So it was a smart move by, by Jorge Masvidal. Um, what's next for him, BMF? What's next for Colby? Colby's calling Dustin Poirier out. Uh, like I'm not – I'm He's not, not sure. About the title. I like. Yeah. It. <laughs> well, well, because and he said it. He uh, in his in the post fight press conference, he said Masvidal or not Masvidal. He said Usman's going to be out for a while with his hand surgery. Hand surgery. After that, he's got to fight Leon. So there's going to be a long layoff before he would even be able to fight for a title. So he was like, I might as well uh, find some other fights. So the yeah. Dustin fight is. I'd be fine to watch it, and because again. Dustin is a naturally heavier guy than Colby. Dustin's a 205 or that or 205 190 guy that drops down to 155. So fuck it. Let's I mean he's he's talking reckless. I don't like what he's saying about his kids and shit. Yeah. But Dustin, you on Twitter well, I retired on Monday. Okay. Okay. Now now it's same damn thing as Jorge Masvidal. You mm-hmm. beat Conor McGregor twice. A, a washed Conor McGregor twice. And then you fight the champion, get choked the fuck out. So now I'm like, okay. So it's the same thing as as Masvidal to me. It's the same thing as Masvidal beating Nate Diaz. It's like, and then being like, yeah, now I'm a, I should fight Kamara Usman. And he's just like, why? Nate's washed. Nate's old. Like, is he exciting? Yeah, but he's he ain't a top tier fighter. Same damn thing. So yeah. now Dustin, are you are you just the lightweight version of of Jorge Masvidal, or are you gonna come out and and fight this guy? Or, or do you know that, yeah, you probably have the heavier hands, but the fight is going to look the exact same fucking way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I don't, I don't like, I try not to use a whole lot of choice language whenever we're on the podcast, not trying to be some self-indulgent type of person, but I just trying to keep it a little cleaner, but yo, he called you a cuck, bro. You gotta see, you gotta like. <laughs> Come on, he called you a cuck on pay per view. Like talked about your wife being a whore, and Joe Rogan let him take the bike. Like, what's what? What are you about to do, man? You can't be publicly put on blast like that and not have some sort of response. At this point, you just have to do it for the sense of, hey, you're not going to disrespect my family like that. <laughs> Which it's been it's been pretty quiet from the Dustin side. I don't think. Yeah. And you have twenty four hours to respond like a like a diss. <laughs> I haven't heard anything, so I'm like, he's come he's on. He's just now. been he's just been on Twitter retweeting people or responding to people with just one word answers, yeah. and that's cool and all. Dustin Dustin has the mindset of I'm not gonna fight you, so you can get paid for it. And I mean, I'm sure Colby will do the exact same thing he did with Masvidal. You yeah. take the pay per view points. I don't want to fight you for money. You're yeah. talking shit and in the media telling everybody that I ain't shit. And that you used to whoop my ass in the gym. All right. And Colby said it. And this is another reason he needs to fight him. He said, the only request I have, if we do it in the the octagon, if we do it in the street, I just want it to be filmed so the whole world can watch it. Just like the whole world watches Connor bang your wife. You got to fight him. Yep. You got to fight him. You got to fight him. It's it's, it's just what it is. So, um I mean that's that's all I I I've given my two cents on Masvidal, Connor or not Connor Colby and uh, Dustin. You got anything else on to add to that before we talk about the final topic? Um, I would have to say that 
going forward, um, as far as this little square triangle of rivalries that's happening right now between these people, what my biggest question, what's what's Connor do next? Nate three. I guess that's the only thing he's got going for him. Yeah, because <laughs> Dustin doesn't want to fight him. He's not going to fight Charles Oliveira. He could come back and fight Michael Chandler. That's another option is, yeah. is Michael Chandler, uh, which would be, a, I think, would be a banger. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's I mean, that's it. Nobody else cares, uh, which is crazy as shit if you ask me. If I'm a, if I'm a lightweight or a welterweight and I ain't fight, fighting for a title, I'm like, man, I'm about to make this fucking bag. Connor, you a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> proper proper 12 is gross bro like i pour that shit out that shit straight is trash up. straight up it is. and and just fight him because at this point you may get your ass whooped but you're gonna make a bunch of money for it mm-hmm. and then you'll be looked at, if you do win you'll be looked at as a, a big star just like dustin poirier was dustin poirier came he went from being a a solid fighter who didn't have that huge of a fan base whenever he got his he got choked out by khabib he was a, a very well-known fighter and a very great uh, – he was a great fighter. And then after he beat Connor, he then becomes this just amazing fighter that's yeah. everywhere, making money. Now he sells hot sauce and his name's yeah. on everything. And then you do it again, and you're an even bigger star. And now everybody's just like, oh, my God, this guy, he's the probably the best lightweight of all – or of." He's the best lightweight in the world, and then you get choked out by Charles Oliveira. So it's light work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's it's crazy. But I would do it if I was Michael Chandler. I fight Connor, make the bag. Uh, if I was Nate Diaz, I'd be calling out Connor, make another bag, walk away from the sport, and then go from there. Yeah, but that's all. That's that was my only question that I can kind of stem from that. But we can move on to the final topic, man. So it was reported that Kane Velasquez who used to be, I say used to be, besides Tai Tuivasa, Cain Velasquez is my favorite heavyweight of all time, and I don't want to get too far into it because we're going long. But he was arrested on attempted murder. And when I first seen it, I was just like, this dude just, he went Aaron Hernandez, didn't he? It was just like, all right, bro, I got these these things. I'm a hit and stuff. And again, I don't like to pull stories to make them fact. But what's being reported on social media and through news outlets is that he it was attempted murder because uh, the guys that he tried to murder um, molested his niece or someone in his family. And as soon as I heard that, I immediately understood. And I was like, man, and Joe Rogan even said it. He said he shouldn't have tried to shoot them. He should have engaged in an altercation and beat them to death. Because they're, they're, people are doing the, the free cane thing, but it's going to be very hard uh, for a judge to just be, for a judge to, to overrule it just because of what happened. Like, I know a judge will understand, hey, I understand why you tried to kill them. However, there are ways to go around it. You, you have proof, get law enforcement involved, send them to prison forever. They'll get booty raped in jail, that kind of stuff, right? Um, but I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I definitely he hit he hit the wrong guy from what I'm uh, from what I'm understanding. He hit the guy's uncle, was mm. it? 
or something like that in the car. He chased him for 11 miles or something like that. Cardio cane. Uh, well, no, I mean, in vehicles. Like, oh, I was like, God, yeah. dog, boy. <laughs> nah, nah, he was following him before they finally stopped. And I think he fired a certain amount of rounds and he ended up hitting the guy's uncle. Nobody was killed um, through the whole ordeal. But, I mean, definitely that intent was there. And it's just going to be hard to argue against it because they have to come the, – the lawyers for Kane – going forward, have to put in some definite work. They're going to have to earn their paycheck because I think the only way that he's getting off from this is maybe manslaughter. Um, but it's it's hard because he chased him for so long. So they, I think they, that he needs to get the proof of the, you know, the molestation or the sexual assault that happened against one of his family members to maybe convince that jury you know, his intent of trying to take justice into his own hands. But it's so hard with the courts and things of that nature. Everybody wants him to be free because everybody says that they would do something like that if that situation happened in their life with their kids or something like that. Fuck yeah. Kane did it. He was like, I'm about this business. (laughs) So, you know, at this point, he is living vicariously through all of us that have ever made that statement before. And especially, Marlon, you have kids, other people that I've spoken to about that situation that have kids are like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd do the same thing. Like, no way. No, let me find out. I wish I could get my hands on some, you know, if I ever got my hands on somebody that even thought that they could do that to my kids, you know, this, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. So... Us as a society, it's basically stemming, I mean, it's coming down to, you know, taking that, you know, that righteous stance on something like that. Is it okay? Is it allowable? Yeah. Or do you still have to, you know, it's it's putting people in a weird. Yes, a very weird situation. Yeah. yeah, well, then it's, it's a hard situation to, to judge because that's what I was saying is like, I know. I think I think they will give him a light sentence, a very light sentence, uh, because of it. Like they, I think a judge understands everything. Um, they will still have to give him some, especially because you chased him for eleven. And thank God he didn't kill him, uh, the guy that he hit, uh, because yeah. if he did, that would have been premeditated because you chased him for eleven miles. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, he's he's lucky from that standpoint. But I mean, it's crazy. I I one hundred percent would like. I, I if I'm put in that same situation, I'm doing the same thing. I'm pulling the mouse tool, uh, and it, you know what I'm saying. It's it, what time it is. Like we playing Grand Theft Auto at that point. So, yeah. um, I 100% agree. Uh, I ain't gonna say free Kane because again, he should have just beat the shit out of the dude and then drug him to jail and then provided it. Like there's better ways to go about it, but I understand. It's definitely hard because we can. Speak on what you should have done, but emotionally <laughs> at that time, he was already in that, that headspace. And I don't think there's anybody in Cade's immediate family that's bigger than him. So you going to try to stop him? Hell no. No, you're right. It's, emotion- it's not let him go. It's how, how can we even try to? Yeah. I was going to say emotions, emotions will play a big 
it's easy for me clear-headed to sit here and be like man he should have but you're right emotional he's probably in a a, a blind rage mm-hmm. and even even if there is some people bigger than him when you're when people are in a blind rage that's one of the hardest times to stop them especially when they have their mindset and i'm sure his family members were in a blind rage as well so that's it, it's a situation to where those i mean i hope i don't get canceled for saying this but those dudes got kind of got what what was coming and they are very lucky they escaped with their life and i'm not promoting killing anyone but at the same time like you that's one thing that i've always said is you do not fuck with kids i don't care if they're your kids or anything like that like and when i say fucking with them i'm not talking about like whoopings or spankings or whatever the fuck you want to call them i'm talking about like molestation and stuff that's that to me that's weird and that that is something that should be considered the scum of the earth and if that is true they should like it should should not be a question like if they can prove that if they can get the kids on trial or like on uh not on trial but like to take the get, stand yeah and and do that and it's proven just throw the like put the motherfuckers up and throw away the key like this shouldn't it shouldn't even be a conversation yeah. but the thing with kane is is kane is gonna have to do some time and it's a very tragic situation uh but i know kane's older but i can see i can definitely see dana you know being in this quarter yeah well <laughs> being like i mean if you need some money for lawyer bills bro i can i can spot you with another fight if you're trying. <laughs> well there so the the fighters uh like fighters from almost all promotions have started raising money for his legal fees so he's not going to have to pay shit yeah that's it's dope uh i think Derek brunson is heading it from the ufc which i hate Derek brunson but hey man like uh, i that's that's a good cause yeah um i honestly like it, I don't know what to think of this kind of shit too because like I, in my head I'm like those dudes need to go get like drop the soap and just get pounded pause <laughs> but I, I just really don't have any sympathy for people that mess with kids like that and no not yeah. whatsoever but yeah it's ridiculous well yeah man hey end of episode 4 you uh, got any any words to tell the people uh, Isaiah's words of wisdom for the day um <laughs> oh my god i was looking in the apartment and my girlfriend has live laugh love and it's so cliche <laughs> let's go see i got one of them shits in my house he said you damn right it's in every yeah. house it's yeah, like that right? progressive commercial yeah, it's like back in the 90s the early 90s when you go to your, your your grandparents house or something like that and they all had like the same fucking style of couch or or you know what I'm saying, like the fa- the fake fruit or whatever they had in the fucking house. It's, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. No, damn good. Well, you ain't buying no bananas yeah. and apples and keeping them fresh like that. Yeah, that, that's Mine what ass. live love laugh is now, bro. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say is to the people is, man, fuck y'all. I was gonna give y'all free money. Ain't nobody send me no fucking fight cards. So that's right. Next, y'all y'all got to be better. Okay. Yeah. Be, be better. better. <laughs> but yeah, man. I'm out. You you good? Yes, sir. We'll All see right, y'all man. next week. Yep, we out. Peace.